0: Welcome to World Worth Wandering Conversations. I'm your host Hilda, and I am so happy you're here. This virtual space is home to unedited conversations around subjects that are near and dear to my heart with people who have cultivated a life around these same areas. We will dive into topics that range from all types of travel and adventure to nature therapy, conservation, and more. My hope is that these conversations will encourage you to live a more purposeful, inspired, and fulfilling life. Let's protect our planet, explore nature, adventure often, love others, and be present. Let's go wander. Hello, hello. Welcome back to World Worth Wandering Conversations. If this is your first time listening, welcome and thanks for joining us. I am beyond excited about today's episode. And I know I say I'm excited for every episode because I really am But this time I have one of my very best friends on the show and I cannot wait to see where our conversation goes. Um, He is a very different type of traveler, a slow traveler to the extreme, if you will. Um, He is a missionary um, living out the Great Commission in Paraguay currently, um, but he's been all over the world and um, you are going to hear some amazing, incredible maybe even unbelievable to some people's stories. And I just challenge you to listen. If you're not a believer, listen to the whole episode because it's amazing. If you are a believer, I hope that it inspires you to live a more purposeful life. And um, I have a surprise or an announcement at the end of the episode um, for you guys, that I am not sharing on social media yet, but I am sharing it here. So, without further ado, let's jump in. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you?
1: Living the dream. <laughs>
0: That's good. You don't hear that every day. That's <laughs> what we uh, do. Yeah. So thank you for being on my show today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, this is my my first time doing an interview with somebody that I actually like. No, no, like for real in real life. <laughs> so, and the weirdest part is, I'm like more nervous about
1: it. Oh gosh. Yes. I don't know why.
0: Maybe because you're going to tell my deepest, darkest secrets. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, (laughs) Um,
0: But anyway, let me introduce you real quick. This is R.K. Castillo. Um, Yes, we have the same last name. No, we are not related by blood, but I do consider him a brother. Um, We go way, way back. We met on the mission field, actually. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Um, maybe a lot about that, um, and he is—he's um, a, a missionary. He's doing church planting in Paraguay in South America, and uh, let's just dive right in. What do you? What do you think, RK?
1: Doing good. We—we uh, we actually run a training center for young people in in Paraguay, and um, we have another ministry that is—we work with—we work with. We work with a number of churches here to reach the all in Paraguay. So we are working on making sure every single person in the country has heard the good news about Jesus, that every home has a Bible, that there's a discipleship group within walking distance of every single person in the country, that just and compassion is being done for all and that all the people groups here have been reached. So that's that's what we're doing my my specific role is is uh, we run uh, a number of training programs and so we get people come from all over the world uh, to our training base here that is located in Asuncion. And uh, we have uh, a few different schools, but uh, we run a discipleship training school, which is a five-month-long school, three months of training, and then two months of going out and doing what you learned. And then, and then we run a, a shorter school called Extreme Evangelism School, which is uh, two weeks of training and two, two weeks of going out and doing doing what you learned. So that's what I do. We run a, a Bible school and stuff like that also. But uh, yeah, I just, I think my job is to teach and train and then equip and empower people and then take them out to see that God is as good as he says, you know.
0: You're making disciples, which is exactly what we're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: That's awesome. So I'm you're not going to escape the question that I ask everybody at the start of each um, chat. And that is, can you please share one pivotal, um, like travel experience or highlight that you've had that stands out in your mind and your heart and your spirit and why was it so impactful? Can you relive it with us?
1: Yeah, my, it would have to be my very first overseas trip that I went on when I was 19 years old. I used to travel with a group that would, uh, break bricks and tear phone books and bin metal bars in our teeth. That's actually where I met you at doing team yep. extreme. Yeah. And um, we, we had a, we, we had a tour in, <laughs> in Brazil and I, uh, I didn't grow up in the church. Um, I, I came to follow no Jesus. And when I was in, in high school uh, after an encounter that I had with him and when I very first started to follow Jesus, Uh, i got a bible and i read through the whole bible and i remember reading all these these stories about jesus doing miracles and, and i never thought i'd actually get to see him but i was in brazil and one night we we walked up to this uh he was probably about 10 years old and a couple of my friends were praying for him i said what's wrong with them and they said he uh he can't walk and then You know, have you ever said something that you're like, oops, I don't know why I said that, but it just came out. Yeah. Uh, like What's wrong with him? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Uh, I said, well, he's not going to get healed sitting on the ground, stand him up. And so Mm -hmm. I went and I picked him up and uh, I told the kid, I said, listen, Jesus paid a price for you to be healed and I'm going to let go of you. And I'm not totally sure what's going to happen, but God's going to heal you. And uh, I let go of his arms and I, I watched as he landed on the ground, completely healed and ran off to his mom. And, and it was like. And that in that trip, everything that we prayed for, uh, it would work. I, I, if, you were, if you had a headache, it would leave. Uh, if you couldn't walk, you would walk. if you were deaf, you could hear it was like it was like I got a little taste of, of the glory too. <laughs> to, yeah to see, to see what it was like to just see that when you, when you pray, God will answer prayers. and so that was my very first trip, and it, it definitely changed my life when I saw. When I saw things like that happen right in front of my eyes, I said, I'm in on this for the rest of my life. Yeah. So for me, that was it. My my very first trip overseas (laughs) when I went to Brazil.
0: Wow. I know you shared you shared quite a bit of stories with me that are like mind blowing. And like they're not mind blowing because like, I don't believe that they could happen because obviously I do, but they're mind-blowing because I feel like, especially in the church in America, we don't, I feel like we don't believe enough to see things like that happen. And, <laughs> and, right. and I'm like, gosh, like, that's, that's the kind of life I want to live. Like, like in the Bible, like RK, like you, you're, you fall into that same, um, Walk of life is like when I read the Bible, I'm like, gosh, like our is really living how we're supposed to be living, and it's really inspiring. Sometimes frustrating because I'm here, but it's okay. <laughs> um,
1: you know, you know the fun thing about after this this trip to Brazil, immediately we flew from Brazil and we went to uh, uh, we went to the states, and the same stuff that was happening in Brazil happened. In America same thing yeah. we saw people get up and walk who were in wheelchairs we we saw people that had you know problems for decades that like just got healed in, in a night you know it's it's like yeah the same thing happened and uh the fun thing about our, our our training programs is every single person that comes to do our training programs doesn't matter where you where you're from we have people come from all over the world for our, for our things every single one of them will see miracles happen right in front of them you know as they pray it's a it just kind of helps to have someone um, sometimes making you do it so that's what we do we make people see miracles and they'll see them
0: that's awesome yeah I've definitely seen them too even like with my own my own mother um I don't know I just gotta I gotta dig deeper sometimes it's so easy to get distracted here Mm -hmm. um so it's, uh, it's not God's fault. That's for sure. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So how we met, since you brought it up a minute ago, we met. How long has it been? Like, has it been like, it's been like over 20 years ago, right?
1: Yeah, I think almost. Yeah, over 20 years ago, 22 years ago or something.
0: Yeah, that just totally dated us, but that's okay. Um, we met on... Team Extreme, and we were traveling all over the Southwest United States, um, preaching the gospel, and our avenue to get people to come listen was what you were saying, like doing all these extreme things, and I was the girl that broke boards because of my martial arts background and then laid on the bed of nails, and you guys all broke bricks on my stomach (laughs) with sledgehammers in front of thousands of people and to this day I still don't know why I wasn't nervous ever not once when I think about it now I'm like "Ah, that was kind of (laughs) stupid but like not even the laying on the bed of nails part the like trusting people to come down onto my abdomen with a sledgehammer part like full force (laughs) and like you guys even taught me how to like bend rebar and rip phone books. And that was amazing. I met some amazing people of God on that trip and saw God do amazing things and saw thousands of people get saved and brought into the local churches we were connected with to hopefully get discipled and trained up in the way that they should go. And Man, that was awesome. And you remember our meeting slightly differently than I do. Either that or you're like denying that you ever thought mean things about me, which (laughs) I think is the case. But I remember you told me because you wouldn't talk to me for a while, even though we were stuck next to each other on a van in a van for a while. And you told me later on down the road after we became friends that it was because you thought I was the stuck up girl. And it took me a while (laughs) to realize that I wasn't the stuck-up girl. I was just, like, shy and nervous because I didn't know anybody. But you (laughs) deny it. And I think you're just ashamed of yourself for thinking mean things. But it's all right, RK. I forgive
1: you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Please forgive me.
0: (laughs) So, but, yeah. And then we we went and visited you, Jolie and I, in Hawaii when you had the church for the homeless there. Do you want to, can you share a little bit about what you were doing when you lived in Hawaii?
1: Yeah. You know, after, after we, (coughs) we, uh, we broke bricks and tore phone books, we felt like we, we needed to, to plant a church. So we, we felt God called us to Hawaii. And then um, we, we knew that one of the most strategic places, most important places in Hawaii is Waikiki. Mm-hmm. And for the local local Hawaiian pe- people, Waikiki is really kind of a uh, uh, what I don't I don't know the right way to say it. they just they don't they don't really like Waikiki because it's kind of a sign of everything that they don't like about about yeah. uh, <laughs> about yep. uh, what happened with the U.S. and Hawaii. So um, we had a heart for Waikiki and said we're going to adopt this as as uh, something that's important to Jesus. And then you know as I. When we got there i did a I did a forty day fast, and in forty days, I said, "I'm going to read the Bible in forty days so if you if you read thirty chapters of the Bible a day, you can get through the Bible in forty days and and as i as I read the Bible, and you're kind of reading a lot of it, and so I kept on seeing this 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 theme happen is whenever God would come, he would come to the least likely people that you would expect him to mm-hmm. and um, years ago. As I was praying, I felt like God said that one day people would come to Waikiki, Hawaii, not just because it's Waikiki, Hawaii, but because they hear that God is there.
0: Mm. And,
1: and, and then I realized, like, the ones, you know, people are going to fly to Hawaii because they hear what God is doing. And the ones who are going to start doing the, the exploits that start getting shared around the world uh, is going to be the homeless. And so we, we, uh, we said, all right, we're going to start a church for the homeless in Waikiki and uh, we started to bring dinner. Like one of the things I noticed is that, that people always, uh, for example, Jesus said this. He says, um, it's not the sick who need a doctor. Or, or sorry, it's not the healthy who need a doctor. It's the sick. And, and he does that in the context of eating. And so I realized the place that people are going to get healed is as they eat. Eat with us. So we said every single week we're gonna bring down dinner on Tuesday night. So we we would bring we would bring dinner for the homeless uh, every single Tuesday night, and we would we would eat eat with them. And we said we're gonna do this every every week for for years. And so we did it for nine years straight. And
0: um,
1: yep. you know we had a church in the park for the homeless and and uh we just tried to tell tell them that you know what you're important to Jesus and let them know God's in a good mood he's not angry anymore yeah. and, uh, and and just try to love the homeless like like they mattered to Jesus and you know it wasn't it wasn't the big crowds like in the stadiums like with team extreme it it was it was loving one homeless guy for for years and yeah. years you know just showing them that God God loves them and cares about them you know and yep. so that's, that's what we did in Hawaii for, for, for almost 10 years.
0: Yeah, Jolie and I were fortunate enough to go and have like a little taste of that. You let us in and you let us help. And with the dinner on Tuesday one night where Jolie lost her tooth, literally <laughs> lost her tooth in Hawaii. Like we couldn't find it. She dropped it in the sand. And had to write a note to the tooth fairy on the plane on the way home. I remember vividly. And then we got to go to your church, um, on Sunday with the homeless people and meet some people. And it was, it was awesome. It was, it was really cool to see what God was doing through you guys there. And then we also went to the place with all the aquaponics stuff and, um, wasn't there like a ministry for like the children of incarcerated people or something like that too?
1: Yeah. It, yeah. It's called Camp Agape. So yeah. um, it was a, that, that ministry is a really neat ministry. They, uh the guy who started it was, was uh, in and out of prison for a number of years. And, and uh, his name is uh, Roy Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. And, and he encountered Jesus and he wanted to start a ministry to minister to to kids whose whose parents were incarcerated cuz there's a huge percentage i can't remember the percentage but a huge percentage of of children whose parents are incarcerated will will basically do what their their parents do they'll end up in jail also and yeah. so they started a camp for you know for for the kids they would they would do a camp but then after the camp they said you know what we need to we need to do something to help them learn some life skills and things like that to help them help them uh, have something good to do rather yeah. than just uh, instead of just uh, telling them don't do this but have them something have give them something they can do yeah you know um, yeah. and so yeah it's they they have a they have aqua they do aquaponics they do a number of things so we we help them set up set up their aquaponics stuff and, and, and get that going.
0: Yeah. That was really cool. That um, besides feeling like I was going to die of heat stroke, that's like one of the things that stands out the most from that trip there was just like seeing like the way that somebody created something to do more than just say, let me tell you about Jesus, but like, let me help you get out of wrong path you know like here here's something you can do instead of what you might have ended up doing
1: yeah that
0: was cool that was really cool um so did you meet like your wife on team extreme
1: no she was just a normal everyday person living here in hawaii okay i couldn't remember like
0: i remember your guys' story because it's funny to me but like I couldn't remember like if you met her in Hawaii or like where you met her so everybody yeah. loves a good love story can you tell us about <laughs> how you how you met Like
1: <laughs> yeah we we were doing this uh there was a, a fan like a family event in a park they would do a big parade and then you could you could rent a booth you know in this park for this parade and and so our church had one booth and then one of the ladies in our church says hey does anyone want an airbrush tattoo and and i'm like no nah, i'm good but then one of the little little kids in our church said i wanted one i said i'll take i'll take her over so i took her over and she says hey have you ever met my daughter her daughter was the one running this airbrush tattoo business okay i said oh no nice to meet you and so said hi to her and then Then we went back to our, went back to our booth in the middle of the week. I got a call from her daughter and she says, Hey, do you want to go to Bible study? And I'm like, sure. Um, Wait, how'd she
0: get your number? Uh,
1: I don't know how she got my number. I I was friends with her. (laughs) I was friends with her brother-in-law and her sister went to church. Yeah. She must've got it from her sister. I was friends with her brother, her brother-in-law and her sister from church. And then I did a, I do. I did jujitsu and MMA with her brother-in-law. Okay. So, okay. Um, so then, so I went to this Bible study, and she at the end of the Bible study, she says, "Hey, did God speak to you anything?" And I said, "Yeah." And I started telling her all this stuff about evangelism, <laughs> and, and I love that. this. And uh, and I look at her, and I was like, "That's not what you're talking about, is isn't?" She's like, "No." I'm like, "What do you think God told you?" And she's like, I don't want to say. And I was like, Well, if you don't tell me, I, you know, I'm gonna make it up. So you might as well just tell me. And she says, Hey, right before you walked up to, to my booth this weekend, God spoke to me and said the person about you're you're about to meet is your husband. So, um, you know, this this thing happens. So like the pretty girls, this doesn't happen to guys like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like.
0: Oh my gosh! So
1: I, I had this no plans. Best for- story. <laughs> I had no plans of like what to say. Yeah. So I said, well, I can't tell you yes or no. I don't even know you. And um, she says, well, I don't want a yes or no from you. I said, well, what do you want from me? She's like, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> well, I guess like we should like hang out or something. I don't know. And, um, and so like, like I was a, I was a, I kiss dating goodbye guy. I didn't believe in dating. I just believed that you, you, uh, you pray and you trust God to bring you, bring you a spouse. And, And uh, I had a, I had a list of, of, of what I wanted in a, in a, in a wife. And I would pray over that list every single night. I had an alarm that go off on my phone and I would pray over my future wife. And, and, uh, and so I I figured, man, if, uh, if this is the one she'll, uh, she'll line up with the things that are on on my list of what I've been praying about for years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so about, about a month into it, I, I sat her down and I said, Hey, um, we got to talk. And she says, okay, whatever you do, you can't start it with a compliment. (laughs) And and that was my, uh, that was my strategy. You know, like, I'm going to let her down easy. You know, you you do a compliment sandwich, right? You go, you know, you're a great person, but you know, and then, and, but then she messed up my strategy. So then I just said, Hey, I I don't ever see myself marrying you. It's not going to work. And she says, "Uh, okay, no problem. (laughs) And then, um, about two days later, I was praying and God showed me some lies I've been believing about relationships. And then when He showed me those lies, I realized that she really was everything that was on my list that I've been praying over for years. And so I, I called her up and said, Hey, let's go to the beach. And we went to the beach. And in my mind, it was super romantic. And I, I sat her down on a beach and I said, uh, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give you a chance now. Oh and, my uh, God. And she says, uh, she's like, well, gee, thanks. You know, it's like, oh, (laughs) in my mind, that sounded way better than it actually came out. Yeah, um, definitely
0: only in your mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we were uh, we were engaged like less than a month later. You know, we got married like a year later, but something like that. But and then as soon as we got married, two days later, we we moved from Hawaii and went out into the mission field.
0: Yep. Wow. See, that's a good one. That's a good love story. And funny. It cracks me up. <laughs> but it's a good one. Yeah, she's so amazing. And she has such a, a way with words. She has a gift to be able to, to write. And I love reading what she shares on social media, because she just has a way of like, conveying it so powerfully. So... Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's super awesome. You, you scored, okay. <laughs> that I did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what, um, what can you share with people about hearing God's voice? Cause I know like, whether it's like scriptures or something that somebody shared with you at some point, cause I know a question I get a lot um from people of all ages from my daughter to like friends that are new believers or whatever is like well how do you hear god's voice like what can you speak on like what can you say about that
1: no i think i think i mean a lot of people think it's crazy to hear hear voices and they think man god we you know why would god speak to me but it's the most normal thing where jesus said my sheep hear my voice so if you're a follower of Jesus, you hear his voice. It's just learning to recognize it. Yeah. You know, and I mean, talking about my wife, when, when, when she very first called me the first time, I had no idea who she was. I, you know, um, I didn't know her voice, but now I can get a phone call and hear one sound and I can know who it is that I'm talking to. Right. You know, Like I can recognize her voice in a in a room full of hundreds of thousands of people because, because I know her better than any other person on the planet. You know, I spent time with yep. her and, and it's the same with God, you know, like everyone hears, hears from God. Um, it's learning to recognize it, that that's important. And so I think, I think there's seven different ways that people hear from God. It's, uh, uh it all, it's all based on the word of God. The Bible is one of the main ways that, God speaks to people to living. It's not just, uh, you know, words on a paper or words <laughs> yeah. on a phone. It's actually, it's actually living where God wants to communicate with you through His Word. Mm-hmm. Then there's a uh, feel it, know it, see it, say it, dreams and supernatural experiences. So I think there there there's seven different ways, but it's just it's just it's just again it's just learning to recognize it when when He's speaking. And so um, for me, I'm a nerd, so. I a lot of times God speaks with, to me through my thoughts you know mm-hmm. um, when it comes to healing uh, I'll discern things on my body so we were um, <clears throat> we just had a group here that was uh, here in a, on a trip with us and one of the guys who was on the team said I really feel like we're going to minister to someone that is connected to a pig and <clears throat> so you know we were in these different towns and and everywhere we go, we say, Hey, is there anyone who's has a pig here? Mm-hmm. And and every time they'd be like, No. And so the guy was saying, Maybe it's gonna be like a picture of a pig. And we were, we happened to be walking around in the mall and there was a, a a picture of a pig. And so we walked up to to the guy in the mall and it was uh it was an ice cream store and it had a had a pig on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, okay. And and so walked up and and started talking and then said we really we we'd really like to God spoke to us and said that uh, we're gonna find a pig and here's the pig and then I felt a pain on my knee. And I said, Hey, do you have pain in your knee? And the guy said, Yeah. I said, Hey, let us let us pray for that. And prayed for him and long story short, God healed him right there in the mall. You know, and it was all, it was because he saw, my friend saw a picture of a pig in his mind. And then, yeah, and, and then as we went to talk to him, I, I felt, they felt that thing on my body. So I just Hey, you got this on your knee right here. And like, yep. And then, uh, you know, it goes from there. So it's just, it's just learning to recognize it and, and practice yeah. it in, in, in the book of Hebrews. It says, it says to train your senses to discern. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you train, uh, to happen, you know. Yeah. So, you know, the only way to figure out if it's God is to to try it out. You know, like yeah. I, I heard that one of the ways they they help bankers um, recognize counterfeit money is they don't like they don't show them a real hundred dollar bill and and say, okay, this is how you know it's real. You look here, you look here, you look here. You know, mm-hmm. and they don't show them. Um, they don't show them counterfeit money. What they do is they let them feel. Uh, Real money. And so whenever the counterfeit comes along, they can feel the difference. And, and I think that's what, uh, I think that's how you do hearing God's voice. You, you just, you practice and you practice and you practice and, and then you begin to recognize what's God. I think there's three different voices. There's God, there's yourself, and then there's the devil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
1: You got to learn to recognize the difference between the, the three.
0: Right. I love that analogy. That's so good. The one about like recognizing your wife's voice. Like, if you, when you first started talking to her, you couldn't easily recognize her voice. But the more time you spend with her and the deeper you get in your relationship with her and the more you get to know her, now you can recognize her voice in a group in a room full of like 50 people. And that's the same with God. That's such a good analogy. Like you're not going to recognize his voice if you don't spend time with him.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So good. So good. Um, So I'm going to backtrack here because you said, you know, you didn't grow up in the church. Um, Like you got saved in high school. Like share your testimony, like tell us about how you got saved.
1: Man, man, I was, uh, I was all jacked up, man. I, I, um, I was doing drugs and and partying and I was my whole life. I was infatuated with, with, uh, with the supernatural and from the books that I read and the movies that I saw, I just thought that the best way to do that is, uh, through Satanism and witchcraft. That's so I was trying to become a Satanist and, and extreme. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, you know, all the, all the, all the drugs and the, and, uh, Satanism, witchcraft and whatnot, all it led to was depression and anger. I hated myself. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to kill myself. I would, I would sit in my room and cut myself with, with, uh, with razor blades and knives and safety pins and, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and my stepmom at the time said, man, this kid needs help. And so she sent me to this church camp and, uh, the church camp was the first time I heard the story about Jesus that he's not the he's not the dead guy hanging on the cross at the church. He he's actually alive, and since he's alive, you can know him, you know. And yeah. I thought, you know what, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do that. And so I tried I tried real hard to be a to to be a good a good Christian, you know. Like and mm-hmm. I w- I would do the roller coaster life, you know, where I get excited about God. and lasts a few weeks, and then I'd go back to my old way of living, and then I'd yeah. go to you know, go to church or go to camp or go to a conference and get all excited again. And then I go back. Then, you know, I was at like one of those kind of like backsliding times and I had a, I had a girlfriend at the time and we were at work and we got in this, we got in this argument. I got so mad. I picked up a chair threw it and I went in, I sat up on top of this hill just trying to calm down. And when I was sitting up on top of this hill, um, I had a vision. I don't know how to explain it still to this day, but it was like in the vision, it was like it opened up and I saw how every single person that I'd ever loved had hurt me and had let me down. And then in the vision, I looked and every single time someone hurt me, let me down, I looked in the vision. I saw that Jesus was always there for me. I realized he's the only faithful friend that I've had my entire life who Mm -hmm. was always be there for me, who, who never let me down. And I said, Jesus, if that's what you're actually like, man, I'm going to live for you and no one else for the rest of my life. You're the most faithful friend I've ever had. So mm-hmm. I walked down that hill, a different person. And, uh, you know, I just became like, uh, I had this saying, like, it's just me and Jesus, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I know, you know, I know my my wife, my kids, my best friends, my, you know, I know everyone yeah. in the world at some point in my life will probably hurt my feelings, will let me down. Yeah. But uh, there's one there's one guy who won't. <laughs> His name is Jesus, he'll he'll always be there for me. So he's he's worth giving everything for, you know. So I called my uh I was living in Albuquerque, New Mexico at the time. And uh I called I called my my buddy who was running Team Extreme. His name's Kevin Sarkin I said, Kevin, I'm moving I'm moving to Kansas City. he's like, No, you need to like stay in race support or whatever. And I said, uh no, nah, I'm just gonna come. And uh <laughs> so I fit what I could in my car and I, I moved to Kansas City and basically like I think it was like maybe two or three days later after I got back I when I got to Kansas City is when I went on that trip to Brazil and started seeing those miracles and that's when I said you know what this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life
0: wow wow (laughs) that's so awesome see I don't even need to ask you my next question now because my next question was gonna be that ask you to share like an amazing testimony of God's grace and power but like that's it that's (laughs) that's it like it's amazing and that is that is God that that's like that's the kind of God that that we have and wow that's amazing um can you share like And I know this is like hard and almost impossible, but like, maybe it's not like your favorite scripture, but like a scripture that like is, it means a lot to you or like that you try to live your life by, or that you find yourself like coming back to over and over again or something like that.
1: Yeah. The, for, for a number of years, I prayed and asked God for a a life verse, just one verse in the Bible that that just talked about who I was and what I was doing was supposed to do with my life and
0: mm-hmm.
1: prayed and prayed and prayed one day I was reading Matthew 13, 1344. And it says, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field when a man found it in his joy, he went and sold all he had so he could buy that field. And, and I realized like that, that is my life, you know, like I was living my life going one way all of a sudden, I found this treasure and I realized it's worth everything. And uh, and so I gave everything. And the cool thing about the the tre- treasure of the kingdom is it's it's infinite, and and uh, you can't ever get to the bottom of the treasure chest. It's 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 always there's always more to encounter and know about God. He's that good. He's yeah. that loving. And and then I realized that that the rest of the world that doesn't know Jesus doesn't follow Jesus. The reason the reason there they're like me before I encountered the faithfulness of God was because it's hidden from them. Yeah. And so I realized like my job is to go out and, and show the world this, this hidden treasure so that they can experience it and say, you know what? I want to give everything for that to you. So Matthew 13, for me, that's what, that's the whole, that's my whole life.
0: <laughs> digging awesome. dig in the
1: treasure and show the world how good the treasure is.
0: That's a good one. That's really good. Um, what, what, so how long have you been in Paraguay now? It's been a while.
1: Well, yeah, a little bit over a year now. Okay. We've, okay. we've been here. Well, we, uh we started our move from, from Hawaii to Paraguay. Yeah. Right in the middle of the pandemic, beginning of the, the beginning of the COVID outbreak. So I
0: know, I remember I was like, huh, are they going to make it? And you did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, you know, we, well, we, we went to. We traveled from Hawaii to New Mexico to spend like a couple of weeks with my, with my family before we moved to South America, and a couple of weeks turned into seven months because the nation was closed and mm-hmm. no one could come. And then finally we made it. <laughs> so yeah. now we've been here for a little bit over a year. Yeah. And uh, living the dream every day, you know.
0: That's awesome. So what do you, like, currently? see God doing in Paraguay what what can you share
1: oh man it's um right now this is probably God's favorite nation in the whole world (laughs) okay okay No, no I just I mean we're seeing God do the most amazing things it's it's fun to watch um you know we we came to this nation because well we've been coming we've been coming here for I think it's been around 10 years we've been coming to Paraguay um okay. Okay. doing doing our extreme evangelism schools and mm-hmm. the things that God is doing in this nation is just is just amazing. amazing we're seeing entire cities get reached and transformed um you know we're our our, our students are seeing miracles like i mean i mean just amazing miracles we <laughs> awesome. you, you want a you want a funny miracle that we saw one of our students of course. We, yes. Uh, so we there's like one really one really kind of like dangerous part of the city. And so we sent our team there to go do evangelism and and uh, there was a guy there that his way out of the city, you know, his way out of poverty really, but his way out of that neighborhood was to join the army. Okay. But he he couldn't join the army because he had a belly button that was the size of a finger. You know, what? so yeah, he had like an sorry, Audi I'd belly button I Didn't
0: have like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry.
1: And so, so one of our students prayed for this guy, and he watched as this, this uh, finger-sized Audi Audi belly button just sucked into a an any belly button. <laughs> you wow. Know, so, you know, so now the guy he not only can uh, uh, join the army, wow. but you know, it, it changes his family's future, you know, forever.
0: Wow. But, Wow! I know you can't see me, but I literally just like face palmed. Just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. that's fun. Okay, but... First, I didn't know you couldn't join the military because you have an Audi belly button. That's like the first time I've ever heard that. That's crazy. That's the first crazy part of that story, and the second <laughs> crazy part is that somebody watched somebody's belly button
1: <laughs> go transform. to an army. <laughs> yes,
0: that's. <laughs> Wow. Okay, that's amazing. That's amazing. Whoo. Okay. Um. Yeah. God's doing a lot. <laughs> a lot, like big, little. That's amazing. Entire cities, belly buttons. Like you guys are seeing it all. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my. Yeah. Gosh. We. And
1: you know, another we. Um. We were in another another town, and uh, one of our team went went up to a house and. There was someone who was paralyzed and in their bed for four years. And uh, they prayed for him, and he was able to get up out of his bed and walk. And the next day, they go to to this neighborhood. They see this guy, and he's going to all of his neighbors, showing them the miracle that God did, and trying to get money so he can buy shoes so he can go and tell more people about how God healed him and raised him up out of his bed, you know? Wow. So, you know, it's just... It's fun, man. It's fun. It's fun to, to see people do this stuff and see what God did. And does that
0: literally, and... that literally is like Bible stuff. Like that reminds me, I think it was it yesterday I was reading about the guy who was like possessed by legions
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Jesus took all the demons and, you know, they went into pigs and, and drowned. And um, he wanted to go with Jesus so bad. And Jesus was like, no, you stay here and tell everybody what i did for you and that just reminded me of that story you just shared of that guy now sharing with everybody about what god did reminded me of that that i just recently
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: so that's that's bible stuff that's what we're supposed to be doing um (laughs) that's awesome and not like to top it off, like the cherry on top is that like Paraguay is beautiful too. You guys have Iguazu Falls there and didn't you and Lika just go there?
1: Yeah, well it's um well you go down you go down to Ciudad de Les in, in um in Paraguay, you go across the border. So you go across the border to Brazil and then once mm-hmm. you're once you're going down the road towards the falls you go into argentina too so you like knock off three countries in one trip right too, right the falls. yeah That's so cool. it's, it's right there it's right there in the in the corner of paraguay brazil and argentina
0: right so what were your thoughts i know you hadn't been there yet now you've been like what'd you think
1: yeah um, well no i've i've been there before leaky's never been so it was oh just she had never been go. okay yeah for me i i don't like sightseeing mm-hmm. um I really don't care about that kind of thing. And the first Mm -hmm. time I went, I just went because the group that I was with made me go. Yeah. And, um, as you're hiking there towards the waterfalls, I looked up and I was like, Oh, this is actually kind of beautiful.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Just a little, you know, it's just one of the seven world wonders, but it gets all right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so it's amazing. And, uh, but, but yeah so it was you know it's good it, it always blows my mind it's kind of amazing yeah you know?
0: that says a lot coming from somebody who could care less about sightseeing so yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: it's kind of a big deal <laughs> yeah it's definitely on my list of places to visit see for me it's the opposite like when I see places like that not man-made places like natural places like god-made places they just like remind me how amazing God is and they just like like I can't help but just be silent and be in awe of who God is when when I'm in a place like that and just like it's like grounding and I feel so peaceful and I feel so hopeful and I feel so inspired and I feel so in love with God when I'm in a place like that so like don't take me to like the Eiffel Tower like I don't give (laughs) <laughs> any cares about that type of stuff so much like i'll try to appreciate it but like to me there's just something about being in a place like that that just makes me feel so connected to god yeah yeah um, but um that's yeah that's that's awesome um so i'm taking a team there we're yeah. going to come we're gonna Go in June 2023 and just do whatever you guys tell us to do. After a couple <laughs> of days of training, and yeah. at the end, you get to go to that world wonder just because for a night or two. But um, like, tell us about like what if anybody decides they want to come come with me because I'm going with or without anybody, um, because I want to be a part of what God is doing in Paraguay, even if it's just for a minute, because it will feel like a minute in the span of eternity. Um, but tell us like what we can expect on a trip like this, because it's, it's not what I've been doing for 10 years. Like this isn't a self-serving which I've been feeling really convicted about the past couple of years. Cause that's Mm. when I first started traveling, it was like you, like it was like your trip to Brazil. Like I started with my parents, like doing missions trips. And that's what made me fall in love with traveling in the world. It was like the people, it was um, not so much the places, although I got to see some cool places, but it was like serving God. And somehow over the past Many years, like it transitioned into a tourism based business, if you will. And now I'm like, I feel like and I felt like God's been taking me back to my roots and saying, you know, like, you need to, you need to get back to traveling how you used to do it, like the way it mattered. And yeah, the whole self-serving, like, cause to be honest, like the whole self-serving culture that we live in right now makes me want to vomit. And I feel ashamed. (laughs) I feel ashamed that I was such a big part of it. um, Even dabbling in the yoga world for a while, which that's like a whole other thing that I had to deal with, with God on my own. Um, But um, I, I'm like shifting completely and it's a slow transition it's going to take a year or two but I want to go back to not traveling selfishly like go back to the Great Commission and go into the nations and with a p- purpose like not just because I want to see Iguazu Falls although that's cool we'll see it because we're there but yeah tell us what tell us tell us what what it might look like because of course there's time for like development of how this trip is going to unfold cuz it's not until 2023 but share a little bit based upon like what you guys do with teams that show up now what it might look like what people can expect
1: yeah we had we just had uh, a group from california come here for a week and so you <coughs> do basically the same thing they did so we'll go to uh, a city or two somewhere, somewhere in the nation of Paraguay. So you'll fly into Sancion, which is the capital
0: mm-hmm. and
1: do a couple days of, of training and, and, you know, getting you prepared to, for what you'll do. And then we'll go somewhere where, depending on which cities we're working with. So, you know, we have different cities open up and, and we'll go and try to reach the all in that city. So, um, you know, if, if we go into one or two cities, we'll, we'll, we'll go to two different cities and, and you'll go and, you know, just expect to go and and uh, go and knock on people's doors and pray for people and do miracles mm-hmm. and and give out Bibles and talk to people about Jesus. And, you know, if we need to serve a church, we'll serve churches and, mm-hmm. you know, it just uh, it's it's just it's going to be it's going to be reaching out, praying for people, doing miracles, handing out Bibles. Preaching the good news and and uh, and discipling people while you're at it, you know. So yeah. that's that's pretty much what you can expect. It'll be it'll be in some, you know, essential is like a, a city, and in, in anywhere in the world, is you go you go forty five minutes outside the city, and it and it's it's turned into it turns into basically like a third world country, you know. So mm-hmm. it's uh you, you expect to go and walk and and knock on doors and sit with people and, and, yeah. uh, love on people. And, and you're going to see God do some cool things.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And in case anybody's afraid uh, that they're not qualified to do something like this, what do you have to say to them?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You just come and serve and, and, uh, God is with you. And so he's the one that does it anyways. So he's yep. qualified. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, le- I love the very first miracle that Jesus did was at a wedding and I loved it says, it says he chose the, the, the vessels for ceremonial washing. So that means they're dirty, they're unclean and they're on the side. And Mm -hmm. those are the ones that he chose to do his first miracle, which revealed how good he is. And Mm -hmm. so I think if you're, if you're, if you're unclean and cast aside and you don't feel worthy you're you're a perfect uh you're a perfect vessel for God to use you to do good things sign me
0: up <laughs> right that that's me um well that is awesome I seriously am so excited like. I don't know why I'm getting choked up right now thinking about it, but I just want to cry and I'm going to try not to cause we're recording a podcast episode right now. <sighs> but, um, I'm really, really, really looking forward to getting back to my roots and my purpose. Cause I know that that's my whole purpose in life is to tell people the good news about Jesus, whether it's in Paraguay or in my hometown or wherever. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm really excited. And, uh, Thank you so much for for taking the time to like share the amazing things that God's doing in Paraguay and and ways that we can help and be a part of that and learn and grow and see and serve and all of those things um, can you share with people how they can find you online
1: Yeah you know you, I mean you could find me at rkisms uh, on Instagram or on on the YouTube's so, um, you can find the information about our, our ministry at YWAM Asuncion. That's Y-W-A-M dot and check out our, our Instagram YWAM Asuncion and and uh, our YouTubes and whatnot too. You can, <laughs> so we're always putting out videos and 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 things like that. So, okay. come check us out on on the YouTubes. No YouTube, yeah. I I put a lot of training out there. If if people want to, uh, people want to you know get training online before they come about how to hear God's voice or heal the sick and preach the gospel all that stuff you know go go to my website purposeconcepts.com and you know there's a bunch of training on there so if they feel like they would like to get equipped before they come they can go and jump in in there okay
0: i'll make sure to get all of these links and i'll put them in the show notes too so that people can easily just click and navigate there um but yeah thank you so much for yeah, yeah. for being here and for sharing and for your time and um I'm sure I'll talk to you at some point again soon <laughs> um, yeah. but tell the family I say hello and uh we'll see you in Paraguay. All
1: right.
0: All right. Come on down. All, right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> wow, that was a lot and in a very good way. I am so thankful that um, I have R.K. in my life as one of my very good friends. Um, and I'm so thankful that he took the time to talk with all of us and share um, his experiences and about his walk with God and his life and to share about the amazing things that God is doing in Paraguay and some of the things that he did in in Brazil and um, in Hawaii. And I hope that it brought you hope and inspiration and um, just guidance in your own walk with God. As you heard, I um, shared the direction that my personal travels are going to be shifting when I'm finished with my group trips, and um, that's back to my roots. Um, I'm already bringing one of those in next year, our group trip, which is actually a missions trip to Paraguay, June 2023, Um, starting that transition softly for the public, though my personal travels. will not be a soft transition. Um, I will be finishing my 2022 and 2023, um, group trips because I'm not just going to drop the ball on everybody. Um, but yeah, if if that spoke to you at all, if you felt like God was tugging on your heartstrings and telling you, I'm talking to you, I want to meet you in Paraguay, then just let me know. I'll leave my email and the link to that uh, missions trip in the show notes as well. And reach out. Let me know. Say, I'm supposed to go. That's got my name written all over it. And come with us. Um, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And um I'm really looking forward to seeing what the future holds, what God has in store for, for me, for the world, for you guys, for RK, for everyone. God's um, amazing and He wants to do powerful things in our lives and in the world, in us, through us. So thanks so much for uh, your time, for spending it with me, and I hope to see you on the next one. Keep wondering.